0: You are listening to The Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I'm your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Good show for you heading into the weekend. We've got some news going on again in Bachelor Nation. We'll cover that. I will recap yesterday's podcast. For those that maybe didn't listen or maybe don't know the full story behind it, I'll go over that. Also, I have your college football pick for the weekend Seems to be a weekly thing that I'm gonna do now, although this one does not have a lot of insight behind it. It's just a game that I that I like. I had in the past I had some insight on the why I like the last two weeks games. This one, I'm just gonna give you the pick. You just go bet it. If you'd like. We'll get to that momentarily. This podcast is also brought to you by First Leaf Wines. First Leaf makes it simple to discover new wines that you're going to love. They learn your tastes, then they deliver quality wines right to your door. You sign up today, you'll get your first six bottles for $39.95 plus free shipping. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash realitysteve, that's tryfirstlea com slash realitysteve to get your first six bottles for $39.95 plus free shipping. This podcast also brought to you by Dame Products, including their new introductory vibrator, The Dip. Whether Dip is your first vibrator or the toy that helps you rediscover what feels good for you, it's designed to be unintimidating and to encourage pleasure exploration without shame. Go to dameproducts.com, use promo code Steve. that'll get you 15% off your first order. That's dameproducts.com, promo code REALITYSTEVE, for 15% off your first order. Now let's talk a little bit about yesterday. A couple things went down in bachelor nation. Um, I think one of the biggest things is that obviously the Victoria Fuller, Greg Grippo story is dominating the news right now in bachelor nation. It's dominating off screen and, kind of bleeds over on screen because now everyone is dissecting Victoria and Johnny's relationship on screen. And as you know, over the weekend, last weekend, Dave Neal came out um, and said that Victoria cheated on Johnny twice and um, he had it on, you know, to his sources that the cheating was involved. Yesterday, uh, the TikTok gossip monger came out and said, it's confirmed. No, she didn't. Okay, the way I look at things, and I think you know this by now if you've followed me enough, is I kind of like to look at things practically. And, you know, for the last year and a half, I've really tried to look at things with some sort of evidence and some sort of proof. Now, of course, when a side comes out and says, no, she didn't cheat, it's like, okay, well, what do you expect her to say? Yes, I did. So... Um, and what I've been saying about what Dave reported over the weekend was, you know, he believes his sources, and I don't know who his sources are. I didn't ask, and but he believed them enough to to run with it. The problem being that it's very hard to prove that unless there is some evidence. But there's also, it's also going to be very hard to prove to the TikTok gossip monger, um, confirmed that she didn't cheat. Really. Okay, well, (laughs) exactly how is she going to prove something didn't happen? Like, the only way, practically, just look at this. If Victoria comes out and says, you know, it doesn't even have to be wherever on the internet is reporting it. If Victoria came out and said, that is not true, I did not cheat, while that may be her story, unfortunately she almost has to be responding to a certain accusation like to where johnny would have to say i know that you were in this city this week this particular weekend and you were cheating on me and then she would able she would be able to somehow provide some sort of documentation showing no i wasn't there so no i couldn't have been cheating the weekend you thought i was but to just generally say no i didn't cheat it's like okay well it's just her word and What is she going to do? What is anybody who's defending her going to say when they say, no, she didn't cheat? The only way she can prove she didn't cheat is, I don't know, whip out her phone, pull up Greg Grippo in her phone and scroll back to the very first text they sent to each other and show us every single text they've sent back and forth to see if there's anything there that shows when the the text relationship started, when it turned into, hey, let's go meet, when it turned into, hey, let's book a trip to Italy. And she's not going to do that, nor should she. But I'm just looking at this practically. How is she going to prove she never cheated? She can't. Just like I don't know how anybody's going to prove that she did cheat unless there is some physical evidence out there, pictures, photos, videos of her and Greg together during a time why her and Johnny were still together. So it's a lot of mudslinging at this point. When they go to the Bachelor in Paradise reunion a week from today and they film that, again, I'm sure Victoria is going to say that's not true. I don't know if Johnny's going to accuse her of cheating. Maybe he will. Maybe he won't. But, again, looking at it practically, I don't know how she proved something that she didn't do. <laughs> because she would have to literally just be like, all right, well, here's everything I've done since Johnny and I broke up. On this day, I did this. <laughs> the next day, I did this. Obviously, I mean... While it sounds silly, that's the only way you can prove you didn't do something. Unless somebody charges you with something specific like you were here and did this and then you can go to that particular instance. But if it's just a generic you cheated, you know, I don't know what she's going to do. So for somebody out there to say it's confirmed she didn't cheat, that's bullshit. That's just somebody trying to. You know, make a name for themselves and throwing shit at the wall and hoping something sticks like they've always done. It is what it is. I mean, consider the source. It's all you got to do. But next Friday, I think we'll get more answers. Although, are we really going to get any solid answers? I have a feeling this is going to be he said, she said, and people are going to choose to believe Victoria Fuller and people are going to choose to believe Johnny DiFilippo. And judging by past actions on the show, off the show, Victoria's going to have a really hard time winning that in the court of public opinion. She just is. All you got to do is look at the responses online so far. Like, I think if something comes up in terms of cheating, um, again, I think the worst that she can do or the best that Victoria can do coming out of that is you know, oh, we were on a break or oh, things weren't good or oh, you know, convince people that that is not true. But to do that, you have to get a audience who already isn't giant fans of hers and can see her actions over the last couple of years, whether it was on the show or off the show to get over 50% of that audience on your side to believe you, I, I think it's going to be tough for her. I really do. I mean, I've had somebody reach out to me on the Victoria Fuller side saying the accusations aren't true. I said, okay, I didn't report it. I don't know why you're telling me that. I mean, they obviously, they just wanted me to know, but again, it's coming from her side, so I expect her side to defend her. But, you know, again, when looking at it practically, how, how, how am I supposed to take that? Okay, how do I know? Because this person on her side said so? It's not really the way it works. And so while everybody is fired up for next Friday's taping, I don't think a lot is going to get settled. You're going to have half the people, or not even half. It's just going to be a he said, she said, and who are you going to believe? It's basically, who puts on a better show next Friday at the taping? Who's going to be more believable? That's what it's going to come down to. Because there's no proof. Nobody can say, oh, confirmed, she did cheat, and frankly, confirmed, she didn't cheat. You really can't, unless you have proof. Who's got proof? I haven't seen anything. Of anything, whether she did or didn't cheat. So it looks like it's going to be messy. Victoria will defend herself, I'm sure. Um, but that's never been my story. My whole thing has just been more about, I think it's just a bad look, what she did with Greg post-breakup, no matter who broke up with who. You know, and if she's going to sit there and convince uh, and try and say that Johnny cheated, again, it's going to be the same exact argument I'm, I'm saying for people who are saying the Victoria cheated It's like, okay, then show us the proof based on what, are you just doing that because you're being attacked? And I, so while it is going to be messy, don't think we're ever going to get any confirmed answers. And yes, I'm very well aware of what Johnny's friends are saying online and backing it up and calling her a cheater. And I mean, that's great. But in 2022, You kind of need to produce something for people to believe it. And if you don't, it's hearsay. And then it's just people making up their minds in their own head who they want to believe between Johnny and Victoria. And in this Bachelor Nation fan base, Johnny is much more liked than Victoria, so Victoria's going to lose that battle. She's not going to win in court of public opinion. She just isn't. So I hope somebody has some proof of something, but I doubt it because I think it would have come out by now couple other stories in Bachelor Nation, I guess, of, of the more happy variety. Joe and Serena got married, and I guess they're going to have an actual wedding ceremony later on. They just went to a court and got married. Dean and Kalen got engaged. Isn't a hell of a lot to add to that. I'm sure you all saw it online yesterday. I, you know, congrats, I guess. You know, I don't know any of them. um, But... Looks like it worked for them, at least for the time being. And uh, congrats. You know, not a huge fan of Joe. He's not a huge fan of me. He's made that perfectly clear on his podcast. So I don't really care that he got engaged, to be honest with you. But it's happened in Bachelor Nation, so in case you weren't online yesterday and didn't see it, Joe and Serena got married in a court. Uh, Or not not a court. Uh, Maybe it was a court. I don't know. I just saw the clip. They put it on their Instagram. And it wasn't like a full-on you know, wedding with 100 and 200 guests or whatever. They said they're going to do that later. But they went and got officially married, and Dean and Kalen got engaged. I believe it was Hawaii. is that what it was? And there's that. So yesterday on the Thursday podcast, I had on Taylor Hale, the winner of Big Brother 24. And I really hope you guys took the time to listen to that because when I went into the podcast— I knew I was going to talk big brother. and knew I wanted to talk pageant stuff with her because after I had talked about my Miss Dallas judging experience from three weeks ago, somebody had reached out to me in the pageant world and had said, you know, and I was talking at that time around, you know, I was wanting to get Taylor on the podcast. And they said, if you ever get Taylor on the podcast, you need to ask her about the Miss USA organization because she was one of the early ones that spoke out. So clearly this this person who told me was in the know. And I didn't know if it was true or not. So before we started recording with Taylor, I recorded with her on Wednesday afternoon. Before I started recording with her, I was like, hey, just want to let you know. I want to bring up the uh, Miss USA stuff, and I know that you were somehow involved with everything. And you were one of the early, quote-unquote, whistleblowers that got, his name is Max, you know, fired from the Miss USA organization. And she said... You know what? Let's do it. And I was like, wow. Okay. So what I didn't do, though, was actually Google the story about Max and what was going on before I spoke with Taylor. So I was just expecting her to say, maybe tell her story about what happened and maybe not even go into much detail, but just say, yeah, I was I was harassed by that guy who got fired. And if you listen to it, you heard the story that she told just gut wrenching to hear. Somebody had to go through that, and in the position that she was in the day after she wins Miss Michigan, here's the co-president of the Miss USA organization coming on to her in a room by herself. I mean, that was, that was awful. So after I recorded with her, I had Googled the story, and New York Post covered it, a couple other sites covered it, The Daily Mail had covered it. And if you looked at the Daily Mail story, you realized, if you listened to Taylor on the podcast, that Taylor was an anonymous source to the Daily Mail story. So yesterday was the first time she had ever attached her name to it. She basically admitted yesterday and came out as, yeah, I was one of the ones who brought him down. I was one of the first ones to go to the organization and say, this is wrong. This is what he did to me. And she was a contributor to the story that came out, which was about seven or eight days ago. And I mean, that's, that takes a lot of bravery to do that in this day and age, because, you know, people are going to come at you for it. And this guy clearly has lost his job, which he should have. And my guess is he's not getting any executive position anytime soon especially in the pageant world he's done there it looks like his wife because he was married at the time has left him based on the stories that i've read and she's a former she's a former miss i know she was a former miss texas and i don't know if she won usa i don't remember but i'm almost positive her name is crystal Almost positive she won Miss Texas in twenty fourteen or something like that. And her husband, Max, the guy who was fired, the guy who sexually harassed Taylor and allegedly numerous others, he is a former model himself. And Google the story because there are other women that came forward. Taylor talked about it in the podcast yesterday. Some women reached out to her and said, Thank you for coming forward trust me, I know what you're going through, same thing with me, I got an email, he was creepy about all this stuff. So, I, you know, you listened to that interview yesterday with Taylor, I mean, what an incredible woman, and if you watched Big Brother this summer, I mean, she overcame a lot, and, you know, to the average fan, you probably thought she was gone in the first or second eviction. And the amount of people that came down on her, the live feed stuff, she went through a lot. And to see her not only win, but now thrive, she's done a ton of interviews post-show. And she's got such a positive energy about her. And for someone who went through what she did, and I just thank her for for feeling comfortable enough to do it on this podcast because I had no idea. I had no idea she was going to share what she was going to share. I knew we were going to talk about it, but it wasn't until afterwards. And then when I messaged her after we recorded, I'm like, wait, so that was the first, you know, I, I said, I knew that you hadn't told the story of what happened to you in the room, but that was the first time that you put your name to it. And she's like, yeah. And, you know, I was like, wow, well, thank you. And, I, you know, I'm sorry for what you went through, but. If you haven't gotten a chance to listen, please go listen to that from yesterday because that was, um, probably one of the top five interviews that I had done, that I've done in 310, I think. Not because of anything I did, but just the guest and what they were able to share and, you know, talking about everything that happened on her season. I just thought it was a really good interview and she was so great to talk to. And, um, You know, we'll see if anything uh, comes from it from here and it gets picked up because everybody that has spoken out, every former contestant that has spoken out about Max's behavior has all been done anonymously. Taylor is the first one now to come out publicly and attach her name to it. So I don't know if this means that others feel comfortable attaching their name to it and saying who they are and what Max did so. Um, again, I can't. I can't thank Taylor enough. And uh, go listen to that if you have not already. So I want to wrap up here with college football this weekend. Last weekend there were a lot of good games. This weekend, not a ton of good games, really at all. I mean, there. I I want to say there was only. I can't. I don't know. I ain't going to say it because I don't even remember off the top of my head. But um, in terms of who I like this weekend. This isn't one of the big games. It's you know between a four and three and a three and four team. I just like Oklahoma over Iowa State. It's they're laying one and a half. I think Oklahoma can beat Iowa State on the road. I think Iowa State look, if you're a cyclone fan and you grew up a cyclone fan and you live in Ames, congrats, I guess. but I've watched college football enough over the last 10 years probably where I've watched it more extensively. And Matt Campbell's a good coach. I'll give it to him. He's a good coach. But the amount of praise he gets, and and I understand it's because he coaches in Ames, Iowa. And he's, you know, Iowa State and Ames, Iowa is not a football hotbed. you got to do a good job to get players to want to go play in Ames, Iowa. And he's done a good job. But I also think the job, for, for as much praise as Matt Campbell gets for being the Iowa State coach... If you look at his record, it's fairly average. Now, maybe if you put Matt Campbell, because he's always been rumored to be going to a bigger school and he's going to leave Ames at some point. What he's done in Ames has been great for Ames. He's put them on the map, but they were so far down at the bottom, you know, had, you know, one in 11 seasons, oh, and 12 seasons, you know, two and 10. You know, to get them to an eight and tw- four season, or and you know, or a nine and three season, and win a pretty decent bowl game, that's considered major progress. So that's why he's always been rumored to be leaving for a better job. And maybe when he gets a better job with a more of a football powerhouse that has a bigger budget, maybe he will succeed more. But at Iowa State, while he's turned them around and done a good job, his record isn't like totally blows you out of the water. And I would say this year's team offensively is, you know, battling Iowa for patheticness. Not a good offensive team. So with that said, I just like Oklahoma. Oklahoma minus one and a half. I'd like it up to three. I mean, I I think they can just go in there and beat Iowa State. They can just they can score and Iowa State can't. So there you go. But Iowa State does have a good defense. They have much better defense than Oklahoma. So who knows? Obviously, if I knew who was going to win these games before they happened, I'd be a millionaire. Uh, But that's just my pick this week in Oklahoma over Iowa State. So thank you all for tuning in. I really appreciate it. I hope you all have a great weekend, and we will talk to you on Monday. See you!